water, blah, 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 green economy, blah, 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 net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be very, very tough, this summit. And I'm very worried because it, it might go, it might go wrong. We have a moral responsibility, even if we didn't cause it, we would have a moral responsibility to do something about thousands of men, women and children who have lost everything. COP is a massive opportunity, but it is a huge responsibility on the shoulders of world leaders. This is COPcast. Welcome to Copcast 6. Hello. You, you may be able to tell. First of all, Kate's here. Hi, Hiya. Kate. Hi, Kate. Um, and uh, we've got the band back together. And we got the band back together on, on a big day, right? Oh, it's such a good day. It's, it's, it's quite noisy. It's quite busy. But uh, definitely feeling excited to see so many people out. Uh, really kind of speaking up for nature. It's fantastic. Now, if you haven't guessed in the background noise already, we are on the we're in the midst, literally in the midst of the day of action, yes. right? Um, and we're surrounded by people marching for nature and the climate. And we are going to bring you just as many voices as we can today. Absolutely. You know, kinds of all kinds of different people here from different backgrounds, different approaches. And the, and the first person we spoke to, we started at the top, right? Becky Speight, Chief Executive of RSPB. It's really lovely to speak to Becky and really hear like some really powerful words from her this morning. Really like energising and uh, powerful words. So that conversation is coming up now and then we'll be back with you at the end just to tie a few things up. We have Becky Spate with us. Becky, last time I met up with you in Glasgow, it was a beautiful sunny day. What's happened? <laughs> it's tipping with rain now, but you know it doesn't matter because people are still turning out. It's great. And Kate, to be honest, this is more representative of Glasgow, right? I mean, yes, to be fair, it's, it rains most days in Glasgow, doesn't it? <laughs> it does indeed. Look, look, it's an exciting day, yeah. right? You know, how are you feeling, first of all? Well, I think this is a really important part of the whole COP thing, to make our voices heard um, and to say, you've done some stuff, it's not enough, and to keep reminding politicians of that. So this is vital, it's as vital as all the meetings I've been in, really. Absolutely. And Kate, it's... It's, it's just the start, right? It okay, is. we are at the start of our day, it's but it's beginning, beginning to feel to bubble a, bit, a yeah. little bit. There's quite a bit of noise. There's some good drums going on. There's guys over there with blah, blah, blah written on their hats. Which yes, I like a lot. love it. Now, what we ha- maybe you have to think about a bit is like, you know, think about the, the school strike yesterday. Yeah. There are a lot of people engaged with this who are feeling pretty negative about what's happening yeah. down there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. At, at, at COP, you know, Greta Thunberg yesterday saying, effectively yeah. declaring it a, a, a failure already yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know how are you feeling about that so what i think is this is a massive crisis okay so this is climate and nature and social justice actually and so it's going to take a broad church to fix it so actually everybody needs to step into their agency everybody needs to play their part and marches are as much part of that as everyone else but what the marches do is it reminds politicians of the people's voice so it reminds people that you know we're holding them to account and that we need them to go further and that's a really vital role and nothing else does that yeah and and kate particularly young people or something absolutely like yesterday just my heart swelled watching all the twitter (laughs) feeds i wasn't able to make it here thanks to a flat tire uh but just oh my goodness it was just just seeing people out representing many many different cultures the indigenous groups from across the globe and really just sort of seeing that actually it's everyone's struggle and if we have that 
ability to step up and if you have that privilege where you can step up and yes. take that action you should be doing that yeah. humanity struggle and that's that's completely struck me about the cop meetings it also completely struck me about the march yeah cool well lots more to do today and uh, looking forward to it yeah should be good be good all right well thanks thank for joining you very us much. thank you, you. bye <laughs> Right, we are joined by naturalist, author, campaigner, uh, television presenter, scourge of raptor persecutors everywhere, Chris Backham, right? <laughs> um, you added that at the yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely, get that in where we've got the time. Um, how are you feeling about today? I'm very positive about today. I'm more positive about today than I have been about the rest of the week, if you really want to know. Um, I've been at a number of fringe events outside the, the, the main circus, and it's been tremendous, inspiring, meeting lots of people with fabulous ideas, tremendous amounts of energy, and real determination to address this problem. And it's been a perfect antidote to some of the things that we've seen coming out of the, the, the main COP itself. Yeah, so over the last few days, we've had sort of Greta Thunberg coming out and saying it's been a failure. How are you feeling about that? What are your thoughts and feelings and hopes for the next week? Well, look, the, the leaders turned up and they've done their grandstanding and they've made some bold promises. We now need their negotiators to transcribe those promises into something meaningful. I'm slightly more patient, but only just, than, than <laughs> Greta, in that, that you know, let's give them to, some time to see what they come up with. But when we hear, for instance, when it, with regard to the you know, stopping deforestation promise, that Indonesia have already stepped up and said, well, we're not buying into this because you know, our forest is worth more than all the money you've put on the table already. Why on earth would we consider that? Um, and also the targets. I'm, I'm, like everyone else, just fed up with targets which are 10, 15, 20, 30 years away. We know that deforestation is a significant threat. I've been listening to that since I was watching it on Blue Peter in the 1960s in black and white. I don't want to wait to start the process of, of addressing that. I want it to be started today. Um, so I am sceptical that it will be meaningful, but, but the key thing is... The world's changed, and we'll see that today on the streets of Glasgow, on other... I mean, we saw that yesterday as well, Oh, indeed, right? indeed, yeah, we did, and, and in other cities in the UK and all over the world. Mm. Public attitude to this is changing, and I think that in, a, in, in the very near future, if our leaders don't act, then the citizens of planet Earth will demand that they do yeah. so. And I think that's been coming through really strongly in the messages from the, the youth delegates that have been coming from the Global South, but also people who are attending today, pe young people who attended yesterday, is the urgency is just not there with our leaders. No. They just don't understand that urgency, do they? I think they do understand it. I'm, I'm probably, you know, again less forgiving. I, I think they know what they're doing. I think they, they simply don't care. Anyone who comes to a conference such as this from the UK mainland and then goes home on a private jet after eating a meat meal to meet with climate change deniers, now, is anyone that stupid? I don't think so. I think they know what they're up to and they just don't give a damn. And, and, and as a consequence, we will have to hold them to account. Could, well, exactly. So we can hold people to account by being here today. Right, but it's got to go beyond that, hasn't it? This has got to be the start of something much bigger. 
It is, but it's building. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, let's just cast our mind back a few years. There weren't marches like this, and they certainly wouldn't have been attended, you know, with the abundance of people that, that, that there were yesterday and will be today. Um, the world is moving on and it's moving rapidly. And I think that when you look at history, the way these things play out is we get to tipping points. You know, Mary Antoinette famously actually didn't say, let them eat cake, and it started a revolution. Maybe some will say, let them burn coal, and it will start another, another revolution, hopefully a peaceful, democratic and creative revolution. But I think that once it tips, it will cascade very quickly. And what gives me optimism is that we, we have the ability to address these issues that confront us. I'm not saying that we've got all of the answers, but we've got enough to get going and make meaningful differences. We can restore habitats. We can reinstate uh, those habitats. We can reintroduce species if we're just talking about biodiversity. We've got an enormous toolkit for recovery. It's just not being rolled out rapidly enough and broadly enough. It's there on the shelf. And I wouldn't be doing my job, right, if I didn't put in a word for nature here, right? So Because this is a climate crisis, but it's also a nature one as well. And do you feel that we're also at a tipping point with people's understanding of the connections between nature and climate? No. I think nature is lagging a little bit behind climate. But what people are beginning to realise is that the two are intrinsically linked. And that by reconnecting with nature through what we eat, through the way that we use our environments and, and recognise that those environments are, are essentially there for us and the rest of life on Earth, as that grows, and it does need to grow rapidly, then I think that it will come up to the same degree of awareness and importance that people now have manifest in terms of understanding the, the threats to our climate. But that the two are absolutely you, you, you know, you link, linked together. So we're lagging on that, but that, that, that's the duty of... You know, us today, you know, we're passionate conservationists, we're effective conservationists, we're conservationists with energy and ambition. We've just got to be allowed to exercise that. And that's what we're essentially asking for with this march. We are saying we want the right to change the world to make it a better place. And at the moment, we're reliant on an unexceptional group of people at exceptional times. That will change. Well... I think we can all get behind that, right? Absolutely. Listen, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very much. It's a bit damp, but what I like about that is the fact that all the naturalists here, right, won't give a hoot about that. Like we haven't been out in a no, wet No, because we, you know, it's part and parcel of our everyday existence. We put our wellies on, we put our raincoats on, and we just get out and do wildlife and nature, and it's fantastic. And I, frankly, I just love the sound of the rain pattering on all these beautiful leaves. And what we, we can't see here is that the ground is covered with a spectacular mosaic of the most gorgeously coloured leaves, so it's a great place to be. Well, that's going autumn. Can you beat it? It's pretty cracking, pretty cracking. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right, here we are. Who have you found? Oh, do you know who we bumped into? CBB's superstar and RSPB colleague, more importantly, Rory. Rory, how's your day? Oh, it's wet. It's uh, filled with helicopters. And... It's basically like now. <laughs> Man, it's pretty wild out here, but it's great. It's so encouraging. It's wonderful. We've got so many folk here, lots of smiling faces, lots of wet people, but they do not care. You know, smiles, happiness, encouragement, cheering. We've had some amazing speeches so far. I can I say one thing, like Kate, like the the range of voices we're hearing from is brilliant, isn't it? It's fab, fabtastic, fantastic. Can you tell I'm excited? Let's just I'm, say fabtastic. Let's make that word. That's a word. Fantastic. Um, so many different voices from across different nature organisations, loads of young people, lots of people who travelled to Glasgow specifically for this event. Um, just so excited to see so many people. It's really, really energising. Like, I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. So buzzing. Yeah. And 
How do you feel, Rory? Like you've been, you know, as somebody who stays here anyway, right? Um, the world's come to Glasgow. Is is it working out the way you told? Do you mean the conference or the fact that there's lots of people here? I mean, I mean, I kind of, kind of, kind of both those things. Because for me, it feel it does feel like there's a there's a lot of people here putting a shoulder at the wheel out here doing the right thing. But are we necessarily getting the results we need in the actual negotiations? Well, what I'm worried about is like it's like with Copenhagen. You start attaching that place name to the disaster that came out of that, and as a proud Glaswegian, there's always that bit of me that's like. Can we can we do this good just so at very least my city is not attached to a disastrous pile of rubbish? <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? Ne never mind that. Never mind that. Because as many youth activists have been saying, what's more important is that people are out here showing their faces, making their voices heard, saying whatever you agree in there, you have to listen to us. You have to do something. That for me is the most encouraging, that's the most important thing. And to see yesterday was Fridays for Future, to see all those young people in the streets, to see all the people here today, that's what matters, right? And it, it will get to the point that it can't be ignored. Whatever they decide in there, you know, whatever almost, because you this will not be ignored. And, and last thing really for this bit, but see after COVID, to be, I'm surprised by how emotional I feel mm. about being with other people. Do you know what? I've had maybe two occasions since I've been let out of the home office <laughs> where I'm like seeing large numbers of people. And when I say large numbers of people, I mean like 10 oh. or maybe 15 people. <laughs> this is a lot of people. Um, and yeah, it, it, it feels... I've tried not to let the emotional side of it get to me so far because there's been a lot of buzzing around today. But actually, now that you talk about it, I'm feeling it. I'm just like... This is amazing and it's just, it's so powerful. You know that kind of gut feeling you get when there's lots of people together. It feels All good. the feels. All the feels. Adrenaline, you know, I've, I, when I socialise with like one person just now, I get adrenaline. Like this, this number of people, it's, yeah, what a buzz. Amazing, amazing. And you know, can I just say, I mean like being about, you know, two metres away from Chris Packham is really exciting. But I think I actually was fangirling more at Nadim from, from Flock Together. I was like, I follow him on Instagram. I'm dead excited. We need to get Nadim, by the way. We need to get Nadim. Right. Yeah, you do. Brilliant. Good stuff. Thanks. Cheers. Let's get to the front. Thank you. Right. See if we can find him, because I did a... I did, thanks to Rory. I did, uh, Nadim is wearing oh. a, like a maroon parka. Grab you really quickly to do a tiny bit for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel great. It's, it's okay, the rain's not dampening anything. Okay? No, definitely not. It, how are you feeling about the kind of people that we're seeing here? Uh, it's a real range of folk. Right? Yeah, no, exactly. I think uh, to see the range of people is, is great. Um, of course, I would love to see more members of my community that's black, brown, and other POC, uh, as well as underprivileged people from cities, because these are the people who have systematically been shut out of these spaces and conversations. So I would always like to see more of them. But on the whole, the vibe is pleasant, the people are pleasant, and we are unified. And, and crucially, like for any of those people listening, this is an environment that is, is welcoming. We want mm -hmm. that diversity here, right? Absolutely. And the way, the way we can do that is by being here. So by my presence here and sharing images of myself being here, what I'm doing is giving uh, permission for the rest of my community to do the same. So when I take up this space, it's not just for myself, it's for future generations to look up and do the same and hopefully have the confidence to inspire generations beyond them. And as allies like myself and Stephen, is there anything you would suggest that we can do to help and support that I message? would say that uh, pretty much similar to what you're doing now, 
champion the voices of that community and trust that community to do the work themselves. No one needs saving, we just need platforms. Right, Absolutely. you've got some actual stuff to go and do yeah, reading yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah. Thank, thank you so much. No thank worries. You. It's been a brilliant day. It has been. It's been so, so fantastic seeing so many people, speaking to so many different people. Um, this is the most people I've seen since I've been let out of the house. Post COVID. It, it feels, feels in a virtuous way, naughty. It feels <laughs> quite strange and like yeah. surreal. Yeah. It, talking surreal, we are. We do have a giant whippy cushion in front of us. Hello, yes. giant whippy cushion. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm enjoy I'm loving your work. Thank you. It took me ages. I bet it did. It did, it did. Quite a lot of puff to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very good. But anyway, mm. so. Lots to ponder there. We'll be back uh, throughout the rest of COP with more chat. Yep. Realistic, I think next week the focus is going to shift back, isn't it? I think so. I think so. There's lots more going on with the negotiations and like uh, promises coming out. So there'll be a bit more chat about that, but I don't think it'll be quite as frenetic as this week was with all the global leaders. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I tell you what. Those people in there behind that fence have been left in no doubt today. Oh, no doubt. What people want, right? Absolutely. Absolutely brilliant. Um, anyway, as ever, thank you for tuning in, and we'll be uh, we'll be back for you later on through the week. Bye. See you all soon. Bye. Bye.